Hello and welcome to the OneTrust Talks Tech Podcast. This is episode number 20, recorded on October 30th, 2023. My name is Roger Dean and I work on the product team here at OneTrust and I'm the host of this podcast. This episode is going to focus on the 2023 10.2.0 release. Uh, so no guests today, just me going through all the features that came out in the release that was completed this past Friday. As always, just a quick reminder that this podcast reflects OneTrust's current expectations for product capabilities. Be advised that dates and features may be subject to change and should not be relied upon when making purchasing decisions. All right, now let's take a look at this latest release. So starting with audit management, there's one new feature called audit and work paper comments. This feature provides a central location where users can collaborate by adding comments. In cookie consent, we have one new feature as well. It's called the historical scan exports. This will enable you to export scan results as they appeared on a specific date in the past for improved, this is for improved reporting. In data catalog, we have one new feature as well, the multi-select values for, at, for search attributes. With this feature, you can choose multiple values of system and search attributes when configuring catalog searches and discovery automation rules. This allows the system to retrieve a broader list of desired attributes from the catalog results. Moving on to data discovery, we have a few new features. The first is the worker node installer customization options. This will allow you to configure the worker node with environment variables for features and services during guided installation. These additional options allow the worker node to carry custom installation options across the release upgrades and worker node updates so users do not have to reconfigure each time. The second new feature is retry failed scans. With this, retry failed scans with unlimited attempts using the new retry button on the scan progress section in the job overview tab. This enhancement provides users with a method for re reprocessing failed tasks without manual intervention and scan job inspection. The last new feature in data discovery is custom query job. This will automate updates or deletions for privacy rights requests and reduce time to fulfillment by, by performing a custom query job with integrations directly through the worker node. The environment variable update underscore delete underscore query underscore support must be enabled on the worker node export, which is disabled by default. In data redaction, we have one new feature, ungrouping classifier groups. With this, you can choose from individual classifier labels when configuring redaction preferences in the data classifier screen. This change breaks out classifiers labels from the classifier category group so users can better manage, detect, redact preferences for specific keywords rather than applying preferences in bulk. In disclosures management, we have one new feature called HR data attributes for automation rules. Here you can leverage HR data attributes as conditions alongside template-based or text-based options when building disclosure approval workflows. HR attributes can be used in routing rules to drive the disclosure to the correct workflow. They can also be used in stage rules to assign the appropriate approvers to the workflow. We have one, we have two new features, excuse me, in ESG program reporting and disclosures. The first is carbon management interface. You can now log and track your carbon emissions factors and transactions using the new emissions factors and em emission transaction screens within ESG program reporting and disclosures. This new interface enables you to keep a detailed record of your organization's carbon emissions for an in-depth view of your carbon footprint. The second feature is integration actions for carbon management. We have now added the following actions to leverage data from Carbon Management Solution when building new connections and integrations. We have Get Emission Factors, Get Emission Factors Name and ID, Get Emission Transactions, Post Add Emission Factor, Post Add Emission Transactions. 
In Incident Management, we have one new feature called Web Form Attachments. With this, you can upload attachments to a web form when the Enable Attachment Upload setting is enabled on the Web Form Customization screen to provide additional details about the incident. This feature allows users to attach up to 10 files on a web form that will appear on the Documents tab of the Incident Details screen to ensure the Incident Manager has the information needed to investigate the incident. In Privacy Notice Management, we have one new feature. It's called New and Updated Privacy Notice Templates. This will allow you to build privacy notices using new and updated templates in the gallery. This enhancement simplifies privacy notice creation by allowing users to configure notices using the following templates. Brazil General Data Protection Law Privacy Notice, the Digital Personal Data Protection Act uh, for India Guidance Notice, the Digital Personal Data Protection Act India Model Notice, uh, HIPAA Health Plan Privacy Notice Version 2, the HIPAA Healthcare Provider Privacy Notice Version 2 as well. In Privacy Rights Automation, we have one new feature called Import and Export Response Templates. With this, you can import and export response templates from the Response Template screen. This feature enables you to import and export multiple response templates and all associated transactions at once to streamline template management. In our Settings and Administration area, we've added one new feature, the new location for Account ID. Your account ID can now be accessed by clicking the user icon in the global header. The account ID will appear below your email address and should be used when contacting OneTrust support for assisting with using the application or resolving queries about your account. The last area that has a couple new features is Universal Consent and Preference Management. The first new feature is Enhancements to Collection Point Error Messages. The error messages that appear while editing collection points now provide a descriptive message notifying application users why a specific error is occurring. In addition, these error messages are now translated in all available languages. This enhancement will allow you to easily identify and resolve the error, improving the user experience when interacting with collection points. The second new feature is the new data subject token section. Uh, you can now view a data subject's link token ID and get a magic link using the new data subject token section on the data subject details screen. With this enhancement, you can click the new get magic link button and select an active preference center to preview the magic link for a given data subject, providing you with the ability to retrieve the magic link directly from the data subject details screen. And that's the, all of the updates for the 10.2.0 release. And that's going to wrap up this podcast. I know it was kind of a short podcast, but uh, I got some feedback from some folks that it would be great just to have like a release podcast only and then have content with uh, guests uh, separate from that because it just makes it really easy for folks that are interested in releases just to focus on that. And for those that are not that interested in releases, you don't have to put up with me going through all the releases like this, all the features like this, when you just want to listen to uh, the guest topic. So next week, we'll get back to having a guest. Uh, thanks for listening as always. And if you have comments, feedbacks, or requests, please email us at podcast at one Thanks again.